I had a great week this week in many respects. But let me tell you the best thing that happened. I actually I you know like I emailed the church this week about the church plants in Vancouver. I've been excited about that this week. I was talking to some church planters and they were just discussing with me all the things that have been happening in Vancouver and it, and I was excited about that. But uh, the best thing that happened was when Ranel and Terry Lavalley came to see me. Uh, I don't th- I don't think either one of them is here this morning. Terry, are you here? Um, Terry and and uh, Rennell are people who simply don't know Jesus. Like they don't know Jesus at all. And they came by. Uh, I've seen them a bit. You know, seen them several times and. Um, been to their house and things, but they came by this week and we had a chance to sit down and start going through the gospel story. And I read with them Isaiah 53. And I I read Isaiah 53 because it talks about, you know, hundreds of years in advance of the coming of Jesus. It talks very specifically about what Jesus did for us. So I read Isaiah 53 for them. And then After I got done reading Isaiah 53, which talks very specifically about the sacrifices that Jesus made on our behalf, and it talks about all the uh, torture that he experienced on the cross and everything. When I got done with that, here was the question. Terry looked at me, and totally sincere, and she said, why did he do that? What a great question. Why did he do that? And she had never heard it before. And so I said to her, let me show you the most famous passage in the Bible. And so I turned to John 3.16 and we read, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. We read that together. And Rynell, her husband, looked at me and said, yeah, I think I've heard that before. Terry had never heard it. It was brand new to her. And it was a blessing. It was a privilege. I mean, what an honor it was to be able to to read to her John 3.16 and the gospel story. It was just so beautiful. God is so wonderful. He is so beautiful. He's so fantastic. Do you remember how last week we talked about the things that God has done for us? We talked last week about things like, if this is going to work, there we go, how we looked at the potential that is ours through Christ to change the world. We read these passages from the Bible. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. That comes right after Matthew 28, 18 and the Great Commission. Jesus says, I'm with you to the very end of the age. And it's so beautiful that we have Jesus with us till the very end of the age. Then it says, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it in Matthew 18, 19. Or 16, 18, sorry. And talks about how the church will burst through the gates of hell. It's a positive image. As the church doesn't just stand against Satan's onslaught, but positively attacks for the Lord. And then let us go with you because we've heard that God is with you. That passage from Zechariah chapter 8 where it says that the ten men from the nations will grab the robe of one Jew and say, let us go with you. 
as you go up to the Lord. Why? Because we've heard that God is with you. And we talked last week just about what a blessing it is to be a Christian, what a blessing it is to know this truth about Jesus, and the opportunity that we have to share this with people uh, in the world, bringing some light and hope to them. So we have the privilege of being the ones to take light to a darkened world. We've been entrusted with the gospel. We're the ambassadors Christ uses to take the message of hope and salvation to a lost and dying world. And there's this great passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Isn't that a blessing? Like we are ambassadors. We have a chance to share with the world a message that they don't know. Terry Lavalle doesn't know it. She sat in my office and had no clue who Jesus is, and I was so blessed to be able to talk to her about Christ and what he means in her life. But we struggle with knowing how to most effectively reach the lost with the gospel of Jesus. And I say we, I mean us. We, Christians. We, church. We do struggle with this. We don't always know how to reach people with Jesus. If if I talked to each one of you today, and we just went around the room, and I said, so... Tell me how you would do this. There's some people in here who'd say, man, I just don't know. I wrestle with this. I struggle with what it means for me to talk to people about Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't understand some things. Like, we struggle with this, but it's not from lack of desire because we don't see the need. We see the misery in the world. That's not a hard thing. We experience misery in our own lives. We get the fact that there's some misery in the world and that people need Jesus. It's not hard to find people who badly need Jesus. They are, in fact, everywhere. And they live next door to you. You work with them. Uh, You go to school with them if you're uh, still in school. The fact is there are lots of people who don't know Jesus. They need Jesus very badly. Our world could stand some peace to be sown. Could it not? That's just the case. It would be really good if we had an opportunity to share Jesus with the world and the world could hear about Jesus. If I say the words, like if I just said this word to you, if I said, gangs, gangs, every one of you has an image that comes into your mind. Because in Calgary, we've been hearing a lot about that. That impacts us. And we hear about people who are innocent bystanders and who get killed. Or we hear about innocent bystanders who lose their eyesight because of gangs. So we're familiar with that. What if I said addictions? Sorry. What if I said the word addictions? You get that too. You know what's going on when I say the word addictions because we have people that we know who have addictions. What if I said broken families? We know about broken families, don't we? What if I just use the word Gaza? Doesn't that invoke within us something where we say to ourselves, this world is a mess, this is a problem? So we don't really have trouble seeing the need. We don't see the need for people to understand who Jesus is. And the fact is, is that we have a desire For them to know Christ. We have no trouble seeing the need. We love the lost and we desire for them to know Christ. If I was to ask you this morning, if we were just go around here and I said, do them about in the world know Jesus? Like, is there anybody here who would say, no, that's a bad idea? Bad plan. 
Let's, let's not talk to them about